Welcome to Beside the Burn for Wednesday the 16th of February. Uh, we've been looking at chapter 5 this week and then also into next week. Uh, I did say that perhaps these thoughts would be a little shorter and uh, they have lasted quite the normal length so far but um, that's just because there's been so much background and I, I think you'll you'll find it interesting uh, to know what's going on behind the scenes and, and what the setup is to this chapter and as we go through there'll not be as much of that background uh, as we just look at the verses that we have before us. So today we're going to look at verses 7, 8 and 9 and um, let's read them together. We've got to the point where the writing has appeared on the wall and King Belshazzar is frightened, his knees are knocking together, his face has changed colour and uh, today we see what he's going to do about it. So the king called loudly to bring in the enchanters, the Chaldeans and the astrologers. The king declared to the wise men of Babylon, whoever reads this writing and shows me its interpretation shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Whenever the writing appeared on the wall, Belshazzar realised pretty quickly that this was probably not good news and that's why he was frightened. It, because the uh, advancing army was outside and because of all that was happening, he was able to tell that this was a, a threat, this was a judgement that was coming upon him. But the problem was he didn't know what the writing meant. And so therefore he needed help. And as Nebuchadnezzar had done in the past and probably um, the ones who had come before Belshazzar did, he went to the default position and called um, his enchanters and the Chaldeans and the astrologers. And he calls loudly to them. There's a bit of urgency here. Come quickly, come. I need your help. He knows the army's outside. He knows that this could be a defeat. And therefore, if he can get this information as quickly as possible, then perhaps there's a chance to fight against it. So he brings in these wise men. Now, these wise men haven't been terribly good in the past, but he brings them in and he makes three promises to them. Whoever reads this writing and shows me its interpretation shall be one clothed with purple. Purple being a royal colour, so you're being set up as being important here. Number two, you're going to have a chain of gold around your neck. And then number three, you're going to be the third ruler in the kingdom. So a king would be expected to have gold jewellery and would be expected to be clothed in purple. So these first two are really leading up to the third one where you're going to be a ruler in the kingdom. Now, you see that Belshazzar is only able to offer third ruler in the kingdom. That's because his dad, who's away, is the first king. Belshazzar, who's in Babylon, is the second ruler and therefore he can only offer the next position down, which is third in the kingdom. So it's still an important position, but that explains why you would offer someone third. It doesn't seem that great a gift, but it's the best that he has to offer. Then verse 8, then all the king's wise men came in but they could not read the writing or make known to the king the interpretation. 
as happened in Nebuchadnezzar's day, because this has been given by God, these men are out of their depth. They do not know what is happening here, these wise men. They have this problem. They can't even read the writing and therefore they can't interpret it. There's nothing of it that makes any sense whatsoever to them. And they are of no help to the king whatsoever. And if the king was frightened before, the very fact that his wise men are unable to do anything means that he is even more frightened now. So in verse 9, the king, Belshazzar, was greatly alarmed and his colour changed and his lords were perplexed. So it's getting worse and worse for him. The writing's there before him. The writing is on the wall, as we say, but he doesn't realise what it says and he's getting more and more alarmed and he's getting paler and paler by the moment. And nobody else there is able to offer any sort of help either because they're all confused and perplexed as well. So everyone is frightened by what takes place. And if you think about it in the past, whenever Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, he could quite easily have kept it to himself. And whenever he didn't like the interpretation of the dreams, he didn't need to let anyone know about it. But in this case, this is public. It's there on the wall for others to see and everyone is scratching their heads about what it means and what is involved in it. So let's pause again today and we'll come back tomorrow at verse 10 and hopefully we'll have a little bit better news tomorrow. So let's pray together. Lord God Almighty, you have told us that wisdom begins whenever we fear you. And so, Lord, we need to remember that you are an awesome God. Sometimes, Lord, we get a little bit too pally and a little bit too close. And we thank you, Lord, for the privilege that we have of being able to come through the curtain in the temple into the Holy of Holies and meet with you, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. But, Lord, we do need to respect you and fear you and be fearful, Lord, of all that you can do and understand all that you can do. So, Lord, forgive us, we pray, whenever we get too familiar, whenever we forget how mighty and powerful you are. And help us, Lord, day by day to renew our trust in you and follow you. For, Lord, we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.